0: Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Mariko, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now.
1: Hey, welcome to I Work For Him, the mouthpiece of the faith and work movement. We are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg
2: so glad to have you with us here today. And I just want to encourage you. I have a feeling we're going to be talking a little bit about LinkedIn today. So I'm just going to say, I work for him is on LinkedIn. I work for him ministries. Also, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, we each have our own profiles. Um, we love to connect there. Jim is Jim likes to play on LinkedIn. I got 35, so.
1: 3600 connections on LinkedIn. Love to be able to connect, add you to one of those connections.
2: So I work for him. that's right
1: right Right out there on linkedin one of the secret weapons of any christian out there in the marketplace linkedin is a phenomenal marketplace all right so today we head off to wisconsin now anybody to listen to the show knows that i've got an aversion to anything cheesehead because i grew up in minnesota but when god starts doing something great in the kingdom that has to do with work even if it's in wisconsin we need to cover it all right now all kidding aside paul newberger saw a need a need for executives on linkedin to be encouraged and equipped for living out their faith in the work. These are not just the people at the top of the organization, but people with executive position throughout or the organization. Paul saw a need and said, I'm willing, Lord. Now, two years and 30,000 followers later, Paul Newberger and C cSuiteForChrist.com are on a mission to bring hope, friendship, encouragement, and equipping to Christian executives across the country and around the world. Now, for the rest of the story, we'll let Paul tell it. Paul, welcome to I Work For Him.
0: Well, thank you, guys. It's a blessing to be here, and I appreciate the invitation today.
1: You should have, you should be on radio because you got one of those radio. You could do like you could do baseball announcing with that voice. Be fantastic.
0: Well, I really appreciate that, Jim. The nice thing is, I've been told I have a face for radio as well. So I guess it's two birds <laughs> with one stone, right there. Yeah, we're in the
1: same. We must be in the same club then, the face for radio club.
2: So I just want to clarify, Jim may give you a hard time about being from Wisconsin. But there is nobody that loves cheese curds more than Jim. So I just want to point that out there that, you know, he does he has not really have an no, aversion uh, to Wisconsin. Wisconsin's fantastic.
1: <laughs> it's a beautiful state.
0: But. Well, and, 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 and Jim, I'm really glad Martha clarified that because I was about to walk out of this interview. Yeah, to- <laughs> yeah. I gone. doubt
1: that because we already talked on the phone. and You know, I was just kidding. All right. So listen, we're going to talk all about C-Suite for Christ and, and and what God is using you to do there. But I want to know first, we want to share with our audience the question we ask every time. Why did you become a Jesus follower?
0: Man, well, I mean, to, to be honest, I'll give you the uh, the politically correct answer. And then the, uh, the adult answer, I suppose, politically correct answer was I was born into it. It wasn't a, a question. If you wanted to go to church, it was just, okay, we're going to church. I, I was blessed to have two parents still do. Uh, they're, they're still with me that put... God number one in their lives. We went to church every weekend. Uh, We prayed before bed, and like uh, most individuals, I I started to rebel a little bit when I went to college, just wanted to go my own way, wanted to really kind of break the rules a little bit and carve my own path, and I I put Christ on the back burner. was more interested in the partying, was more interested in spreading my wings and trying things out on my own, but then I I had a rough patch of it towards the end of my college career. I I was filled with uh, horrible anxiety. That anxiety led to severe depression, and I'm not embarrassed to admit, uh, on occasion, suicidal thoughts and tendencies. And uh, after some intensive psychotherapy, because on paper, I had everything. I had a 3.9 GPA, and I was pre-med. I was dating one of the prettiest girls in the entire college. I had a really bright future. I was involved in everything. And uh, on paper, I looked great. And uh, my psychotherapist had said, gosh, what's missing? Because four years ago, you were fine. What was missing was Jesus. Now, it wasn't an overnight fix. Don't, uh, don't assume that. But it, uh, it, it took a little bit of time. I started making church a priority. I started the morning in the Word. I started focusing on uh, reasons to be grateful and, and reconnecting with Christ. And over time, that relationship grew and grew and grew. My life got back on track. Now I like to say that I'm so on fire for Christ, I get a sunburn everywhere that I go. And I'm never looking back. So I was heading down the wrong path. I brought Christ back in my life, and the rest is history.
2: So as that that is such an amazing story. That. Thank you for the sharing. Sunburn
1: thing especially.
2: Yes. So as you um allowed this relationship with Jesus to grow, at what point did you see that that relationship actually is to be interconnected with your work?
0: Yeah, I mean because it's it's who I am. You 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 can't separate the secular Paul from the spiritual Paul. I've been in situations like that. Uh, I'm not going to pick on Ripon College, my alma mater. It's a great school. I'm a very proud Red Hawk. But when I graduated, you know, I was still struggling a little bit with this anxiety and depression. I was getting a little better. And I know that my relationship with Christ, my walk with my faith was a big reason for that. So I, 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 after I graduated the college, it was interesting. I worked for the college for a couple of years as a fundraising professional. And uh, it was made obvious pretty quickly that the talk about Jesus with the alums to talk about Jesus and my faith in emails and correspondence with other individuals was frowned upon. We don't do that here. We don't want to offend people. And I I started to get a little... I started to regress a little bit. Uh, It was therapeutic for me to always walk with Christ and to know you can only walk with Christ from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. and then from 5 p.m. until 10 p.m. That didn't suit me. That didn't work for me. So he is the living. He is me. I am him. I I, I, I need to continue to be only one Paul Newberger. And every time I would shut that off and go back to being secular Paul, I realized there was a part of me that was missing. So just because you're at work doesn't mean you stop loving Christ. Just because... You get paid to do something from nine to five doesn't mean that you can't witness, empower, and inspire other people. And I've made it my life's mission to make sure that even more so than ever, because you're with your employees, you're with your coworkers, you're with your clients, you're with your vendors, you're with your prospects, uh, sometimes more than anybody else. What a perfect opportunity to share the love of Christ with people that likely need it.
1: So with that kind of passion, where did c-suite for christ.com come from uh, where did where did the necessity for that to uh, come from because you're living out your faith in your work you're getting it you're, you're not siloing your faith and and everything else it's all interconnected uh, where did the whole idea well i need to start c-suite for christ
0: yeah uh, believe me jim i fought that idea it, it, it was it was uh, you you guys know this it's not brought of my own volition i believe christ put that on my heart and it was one of those things. I'm one of the busiest human beings on planet Earth. I own four businesses. I'm the president of a fifth. I'm an international keynote speaker. I serve on multiple boards. I don't even know how I have time to sit here and talk to you, quite frankly. So the last thing in the world that I was looking for was something else to do. But I believe that, like the parable of the talents, I believe that God gives each of us a unique set of skills, talents, abilities, and gifts. And I'm not saying that I'm better than anybody else. Far from it. Believe me. But One of my talents and abilities is the power to communicate. I'm a good speaker. I've been told once in a while on a good day I'm somewhat charismatic. I I can lead people and compel individuals to take action. And you already mentioned this, Jim. I've got 30,000 followers on LinkedIn. 30,000 people have said, you know what, I want to follow this guy. Pretty humbling, pretty awe-inspiring. So I had a choice. Do I want to use this platform? Do I want to use this megaphone to really show who I am or whose I am? And there's nothing wrong with trying to monetize LinkedIn. I'm not saying that. I'm a capitalist through and through, believe me. But, you know, rather than just give glory to me, let's give glory to God. So I started stepping out in faith. I started telling people what I believe and why. I started talking about my faith and encouraging other people. And it wasn't an easy road. I got pinged from a couple of people. I got reported to LinkedIn on a couple of occasions. And even though they're total strangers and I've never met them, having somebody say, I'm offended hurts. Having somebody say, this has no place on LinkedIn hurts let's just be honest that does and nobody wants to open themselves up to stinging criticism like that but for every two or three jabs i'd get back at me i'd get four or five christian business executives that say amen brother you know i really needed to hear that this morning you know i'm I'm the leader of an organization too and i'd really love to talk to another leader about how you can feel so comfortable doing this We started to have fellowship meetings, just go together for a cup of coffee or a lunch. We'd pray, we'd witness, we'd encourage, we'd support each other. It became my drug of choice. I was addicted. We weren't talking about sales. We weren't talking about money. We weren't trying to accomplish anything. It was just a brother in Christ and a sister in Christ or vice versa, just getting together to encourage each other. And I thought, you know what? This this is awesome. We need to... There's got to be groups like this where we can get together and pray for each other and support each other. Unbeknownst to me, because I wasn't really connected to the Christian business community, there are groups like that exist, but I didn't know of any of them. So rather than just sitting on the sidelines, I said, God darn it, I'm going to create my own group. So after months of prayer and discernment, God put C-Suite for Christ on my heart. Our first official gathering was in December of 2018, almost two years ago. Right now we're at just under 800 I said that right. Just under 800 Christian Christian business executives from all across the globe that are associated with this. We have 7,400 followers on LinkedIn and growing and our LinkedIn posts average, average 10,000 impressions each. Mm. It's been amazing to see God's hand at work and we're just getting started.
1: We're talking today with Paul Newberger from CSuiteForChrist.com. CSuiteForChrist.com. Check him out on LinkedIn. It is his platform of choice that you don't hear that very often. We'll be right back with more with Paul in just a second. We've got to hear a little bit about what's going on with iWork for Him.
2: If I had my way on every iWork for Him road trip, I'd spend all my time in the passenger seat on Facebook and Instagram. But Jim insists that I drive for at least an hour every day so he can nap. Perhaps you'd like to stay connected with all that Jim and I and I Work For Him are up to. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest and special events, podcasts, and conversations. Just search for I Work For Him. That's I Work The Number 4
1: Him. Hey, we're back with Paul Newberger. He has got a story to tell. Paul, it's just so much fun talking to you because I love the fact that you saw what I've seen in, in LinkedIn, that it's... It, it, First of all, that's where you can find Christians living out their faith in the marketplace. It's where I, I've networked there since 1999 when LinkedIn was kind of an unknown quantity. But I love the connections out there. And, and, and to be able to know so many people from all across the country, but you've taken this whole connection on LinkedIn to a whole new level. What have you learned about those that are in the C-suite because of csuiteforchrist.com?
0: Yeah, I, I guess uh, two things. one don't ever believe it when anybody says Christ does not belong on a secular business platform like LinkedIn. Hogwash. There is a thirst for Christ on that platform, and I fully intend to give them something to drink. Mm -hmm. It's a rough world out there. You just need to watch an episode of American Greed, watch the news, just just see what's going on, the the corruption, the pressure, the divorce, the suicides, the the broken families. It's a mess, and Just like Facebook from time to time, when Mark Zuckerberg, whenever that was, almost a year ago or so, was testifying on Capitol Hill, he told a group of politicians that Facebook, at least in large quantities, was bad for people psychologically. And it makes sense. You see all these happy people. I mean, nobody posts pictures on Facebook of their broken marriage. Nobody posts pictures of their kids not listening to them and throwing tantrums and spaghetti all over the house. Nobody posts that. They post the happy times. Uh, everybody's having fun but me. That's That wears on people. LinkedIn is no exception. You see successful people all the time. You see people that look like they got their act together. That's exactly where Christ belongs. And what is it, the, uh, the parable or the story in the Bible where Jesus is uh, breaking bread with the Pharisees and the tax collectors and the sinners, and somebody says, gosh, what are you doing breaking bread with them? And what did Jesus say? Well, it's not the healthy, that need a doctor, it's the sick. Social media can be a sick place, and, and I intend to, to bring hope, inspiration, and love to a place like that. The other thing that I'll, that I'll say, too, is I am not alone, and I thought I was. Am I the only one that is an ardent Christ follower that feels frustrated that he has to shut off his beliefs at the office? Am I the only one that loves Jesus so much, as it says in the Bible, that we need to shout uh, you know, we need to shout our love for God from the rooftops? No, I am I'm, I'm, i can't be the only one. And sure enough, people were just looking for an excuse. They were just looking for a reason. They were just looking for a leader. They were just looking for a cheerleader, and we're the first of many, many sparks. And uh, I think we've started this roaring fire that's just going to keep burning bigger and stronger.
2: So who should be involved in C-Suite for Christ?
0: Basically, any Christian business executive that wants to share their love of Christ with others. Now, our group is not open to everybody. We're not trying to discriminate, but we want to make sure that we establish credibility with our members. And one of the ways to establish credibility is to surround yourself with people that have walked in your shoes, that can relate to you. So as the group started, it was just C-suite executives, presidents, owners, CEOs, CFOs, et cetera. But we realized there's only so many of those to go around. So we broadened the base a little bit to anybody who's in a position of executive decision-making authority. So maybe a manager, or regional vice president, a director, etc. So anybody who's in that position that's a Christian, that is on fire for Christ, but also is willing to be vulnerable, is willing to be authentic, is willing to witness to others, encourage others, inspire others. This is not a sales group. In fact, proactive solicitation is forbidden in C-Suite for Christ. All that means is you can't come to one or two group, one or two gatherings, reach out to somebody else and say, hey, I'm an insurance salesman. You want to buy that? can't do that. If people come to you, great. If people want to talk to you, fine. But this is really for individuals that are on fire for Christ, that want to witness to each other, that want to fill their gas tanks uh, from the encouragement of other people, and really Come together to ensure that the business community and Christ are one of the same, as opposed to two separate entities.
1: Paul, you lack such enthusiasm for this whole subject. Mm. So, I, 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 <laughs> I, I, you know, and I apologize. Sorry,
0: I'm, I'm trying. I, I really tried hard to get up for this conversation. Yeah, well, <laughs> and I
1: feel bad that we're taking all your time because you're so busy. But I, okay, so all kidding aside. What I love is the fact is that you're unashamedly living for Jesus wherever you go. Like you said, you own four businesses, you're running a fifth one, you're an internationally acclaimed speaker, you've got some stuff going on. Why? Why has God chosen Paul Newberger? What is it about Paul Newberger's story that other people need to hear? What is it that you've experienced of Christ that you're seeing that people need to know, wow, if God could do that in Paul's life, he could do that in my own life. What, what What are you sharing with people most?
0: Boy, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm probably the, one of the most sinful people I know. I'm probably one of the most broken people I know. I'm probably the most imperfect person I know. So why God chose me, I have no idea. But God doesn't choose somebodies. God chooses nobodies. The, the Bible is filled with that. You from, from David to, you know, Elijah to Noah to Moses. Gosh, Moses had a speech impediment. Here's an individual with a speech impediment chosen to free the Israelites out of slavery. I think God uses nobodies to show how powerful he is. I'm not, I'm not saying that out of self-deprecation. I, I really, in the grand scheme of things, am a nobody. And I think God is working through me, his willing and humble servant, to show just how powerful he can be, to show if you surrender your life to Christ, if you give your heart to Christ, it's not my will be done, it's thy will be done. This is not Paul Newberger's life. It's God's life. This is not Paul Newberger's future. This is God's future. And every morning when I get out of bed, I'm a notoriously early riser. I'm up by 3.30 every morning. The, the The first thought that I do, no matter how tired I am, no matter how stressed I am, no matter how anxious I am, no matter how worried I am about the day ahead, I give thanks to God and I say, I'm your vessel. Use me. Whether I lose my businesses, whether I get four more businesses, whether I lose my wife, whether I don't know. I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens. Only God knows what happens. I'm no more special than anybody. I'm no better than anybody. I'm not deserving of happiness or the avoidance of pain more than anybody else. I don't know why he chose me. All I know is that he did for this purpose. The, the The only other thing that I can say in terms of how others could potentially emulate me, and that 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 sounds braggadocious. Again, I'm not anybody special. but, you know, prayer is not a monologue. Prayer is a dialogue. And that's one of the things that I've had to learn the hard way. I used to just monologue filibuster when I prayed to God and filibuster. I never let him into the I never let him into the conversation. It was just me, 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 bye, have a good day. We'll talk to you later. Now I'm asking him, what do you want me to do, God? How can I serve you today, God? What is it that you need me to do for your kingdom today, God? And then not only that, but rather than always just living as a human doing, I've decided to try living as a human being. And when I ask God a question, if he's going to answer, you've got to listen. Well, you can't listen in the noise of confusion of everyday life. You can't listen when you're running 10,000 miles an hour. You listen in, in quiet reflection. You listen on a walk. You listen at the gym. You listen while binge-watching Netflix. I don't know, whenever people listen, but because I've invited him into the conversation, because I've made prayer a dialogue, because I believe I've listened to him and I've heard him speak to me, and lastly, I've had the courage to follow through on it. If you think about it, this was not an easy decision. It looks easy in retrospect because of this work, but every good decision in retrospect, well, sure, yeah, why wouldn't I have done that? But if you own four businesses and you're actively promoting your Christian faith, Don't you think you could lose some customers? Don't you think you could turn some people off? Don't you think some people might want to walk away? That was a risk I took because my boss is not of this world. And at the end of the day, when I'm looking at my heavenly father in the face and he says, what did you do with the talents and abilities that I've bestowed upon you? I better have a good answer, right or wrong, whatever people of this earth think. I believe I'm making him happy and proud and that's all I care about.
2: So I imagine there's a one or two people, probably a whole lot more, that want to um, be connected to you to learn more about C-Suite for Christ. How can they do that? What's the best way, Paul Newberger, to um, make a connection?
0: Yeah, so I appreciate that, Martha. So first and foremost, and you've heard Jim mention the email or the website a couple of times, that's our central repository for all things C-Suite for Christ, and that website, again, is c suite for Christ dot com uh individuals if they have any questions or they want to learn more about the group potentially attend a future gathering and what a blessing it would be to have them attend we do meet in person here in southeastern wisconsin but we also do live stream our gatherings all across the globe Uh, you can also send me an email that's p newberger n-e-u-b-e-r-g-e-r at c suite for christ Dot com. It's our mission to cover the world in Christ, and uh, there's a, we're, we're working as fast as we can, and if anybody else wants to help us in that mission, join us in that mission, it'd be a blessing to uh, be associated with you. Excellent. All right,
1: last question. It's a doozy, and I didn't put it on my list. The question I was going to tell you, you mentioned your wife. How do you protect your marriage from four businesses and the fifth one that you run? How do you protect your marriage from all that stuff?
0: Yeah, well, priorities, for sure. Uh, making sure that we still have the occasional date night, making sure that once a quarter we have a a couples retreat and a getaway. Just the other day, we went up to northern Wisconsin and uh, upper Minnesota as well for uh, about a four or five day getaway. Uh, But but also just being purposeful with each other, talking in the morning. We got three small kids. So sometimes that's tough as we get the kids uh, ready for school. But there's usually a period of time, you know, right around between eight o'clock and nine o'clock where the kids are in bed. Uh, We're both getting ready to wind down and we just catch up on each other's day. But but making sure that you make each other a priority. That does not happen by mm-hmm. accident. Uh, it's all about being purposeful, being strategic. I could get lost in my businesses all day, every day. I could get lost in my own life and the things of my mind all day, every day. But I, I purposely uh, engage her in conversations. I purposely do more listening than talking. I purposely ask how I can be a better husband. I purposely look for ways to serve her and my children. And it's led to a very rewarding and enriching life, needless to say. Mm-hmm.
1: Paul Newberger with C Sweets for C for Paul, thanks for being on I Work for Him today.
0: It was a blessing to be here, you two. Thanks for the invitation. I really appreciate it.
1: You've been listening to I Work for Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers in our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work for Him. him.
0: number four him.com